it can be fairly easy to buy something. Yes, you might go through a lot of questions and wondering, or maybe you're the person who just buys it right off the shelf the first time you see it, whether that's a product, a good, or a service. Yet sometimes our commitment to that, what we purchased, might be a little more challenging. So we're going to discuss that today. We're going to discuss your commitment as the buyer on episode 830 of today's Antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Happy Monday, Tom. Good morning. How are you today, Bob? I'm good. I'm good. My uh, office is more echoey because I got rid of a whole bunch of boxes. Cleaning they up must have been house, uh, affecting the sound. And now I've got it's a little cavernous. So I've got to deal with that. I didn't realize it until I started talking. It's amazing what happens when you get a big place like the penthouse. The penthouse. That's right. Yeah. Did you have a nice weekend? <laughs> I did. I did. It was really nice. Saturday was gorgeous weather. Yes, it was. Got to spend uh, some uh, quality time with my girlfriend in the afternoon at a local brewery. Nice. So lots of great people watching. Watch the horse race with, um, this was out in the horse country. So we we were with people who were really into horses, like more than average. I couldn't, tell you the name of, I couldn't tell you one of the horses that was in the race. I like to watch the race, but don't follow it closely. But there were people who were into it. So how about you? Uh, yeah, it was nice. I mean, I had, uh, I was on the lacrosse field on Saturday afternoon, which was, which was fun. Because again, it was a beautiful day. So it was. It was one of those the best days of the year, probably. It was. It was a day of the year. <laughs> no, it was. It wasn't humid. It wasn't cold. It wasn't warm. There wasn't a big wind. Okay. Yeah. The sun was out. I got a little bit of sun. Yeah. Yeah. So right. now Monday, hard to get back into the routine today. Fair. I can understand that. That's one of the challenges, right? It's a little bit of change. And so now you have to figure out how to deal with it. That's it. That's it. So all I'm right. excited about our topic this week, your commitment. Yes. Well, we've been talking, you know, we've been talking about leading up to making a decision. And now we get a chance to talk about your commitment after that, because we talked about uh, getting a yes last week. And before that is dealing with a no. Uh, and I think even before that, it was like when people are uncertain. And don't make a decision. <clears throat> so seems to make sense. It just fascinates me how these things time out as they fit my life. With no with no yes, yes, you'll see. It's coming. All right. Well, why don't we dive? Why don't we get right into the show? Not okay. get, dive into the topic. So I'll say good morning and welcome everyone to today's antidote, our daily weekday broadcast and podcast, where each week we dive into a topic. As I mentioned at the opening, it's about your commitment. And today we're going to dive into as the buyer. I think that might mean that maybe tomorrow is going to be as the seller. Hmm, we'll see. Ooh. It might be a little foreshadowing for people. <clears throat> and 
Uh, as we go through that conversation, if you have thoughts or ideas that you'd like to share, please feel free to put them in the comments because we know that it'll add value to the show. We might even post it. Likely we will post it so that everyone can see it. Um, and make sure that those who are listening to the podcast can hear what the questions are that we get on the broadcast. We want to be inclusive. We want to make sure everyone has an understanding of what is going on. Then at the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. That thing that we hope will help you figure out how to take your next step when you might be stuck, uncertain, lacking a little bit of confidence, and yet really want to try to figure out how to keep moving along your own unique pathway to success. And of course, if you have a one thing, please share it because we know the value that you add might be exactly what someone else is looking for. They just haven't heard it in the way that you will share. So please share away. Before we dive into our topic though, each morning Bob and I do our celebrations of the day. So Bob, what are you celebrating today? This is gonna apply to the topic very closely and I I didn't realize it until, this is what I was gonna share anyway, but it fits really well. So as you know, I have been in a coaching program since, think August, um, uh, to help me, you know, work out some things around coaching, improve what I do, because I'm always trying to improve it. And I had a discussion middle of last week, and then again, at the end of last week with a guy in the program, another coach, and he got me to admit that I had not really been investing myself fully in it. I was kind of picking and choosing pieces of it. And he helped me understand that, you know, and not his words, my words. He just asked me questions and we talked through some things, but really helped me to realize that I wasn't making the commitment as a buyer to what I had committed to. And that as a result, because I told him I was disappointed with the results so far. And um, he said, oh, well, what do you think is the cause of that? And I, you know, wasn't thinking and I just said, well, it's probably me. And he said, tell me more about that. And I walked through some things that I acknowledged I wasn't really doing to the fullest of its potential. And he was kind enough to say, I want to help you really focus on two or three key things I think would help you move forward. So as we talk about that commitment as a buyer, I committed my finances. I committed time, if you will. I did, I did my homework assignments, but I didn't commit myself mentally to it, to the level that I could. And I saw a shift over the weekend. Uh, Saturday morning, I was doing some work and I had this epiphany about something I've been trying to figure out for probably two and a half, three years. And it just clicked. And I was like, because I was doing some of the very fundamental stuff in that program. So Coach Mack out there, thank you very much for... Uh, taking the time to uh, help a, uh, a person in need. And he's a former Navy SEAL. So you can imagine his, his desire to help people achieve their fullest. You know, very, very uh, Navy SEAL-like in his presentation, which the guy scares me sometimes, but that's good. Nice. Yeah. A yeah. So, little, little long. Sorry about that. How about you? So I'm going to celebrate that on uh, Saturday afternoon, as I mentioned, I was out on the lacrosse field. And officiating I was a, a women's lacrosse officiating tournament time, women's right? Tournament time, college tournaments. And uh, I did my first uh, conference championship game 
So it was a Division Three Conference Championship game as the head official. Actually, oh, my- hey, nice. Right, so it was my first um, college championship game. It was my first time as a head official of, the, of a college championship game. And I was doing it with uh, two other officials who I think for both of them, it was their first college conference final. Okay. And, um, and I, you know, I just thought that it went well, that were, you know, there were no things where like every, well, people were yelling a lot. It usually was one team or the other because of a call we had made against them. And it wasn't everybody at once because it was just chaos. Uh, And so, you know, I think we all walked away feeling like we did the best we could and uh, didn't spend a lot of time judging the decisions that we made. And so I felt like that was something that uh, still can learn from it. There were a couple of things that I would do differently um, and felt like it was um, it was a good step in my officiating career. What conference was it? Uh, it, it was the, uh, Mac division three. And I think it's, so they have two sides. They have the Commonwealth and the something else. I think okay. it was the Commonwealth. Uh, okay. Nice. So it was, it, the schools were York college and Messiah college. York college. Okay. Messiah. Okay. So two Pennsylvania schools. Correct. And it was crazy day at York. There was a men's game right before it. There was okay. the conference track meet going on right next door, uh, or you know, right adjacent to the field that we were on. So it was, there was a lot going on. So nice, nice. What's a, uh, Mac is Metro Area Conference? Is that right? Uh, Isn't it the uh, like Pennsylvania area? Pretty much, yeah. So it's around like Harrisburg. Yeah, it's mostly schools around Harrisburg and then around Philly. Division three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a few Jersey and a couple of Maryland sprinkled in. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations. I I, I don't think people realize the work that goes into getting to that level of officiating because they just don't think about it. But I've watched this journey for you for now, what, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah. For with you probably watched it for close, more closely like that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just fascinating to me, the amount of, work that goes into it and and not just the on-field work but you train all year you know to be physically ready to perform well and there are other certain you know there's there was a lot going on that we had to deal with just fans were crazy and you know fortunately there was a great talk about your customer service story the game management team which was mostly students in -hmm. their sports management program did an awesome job you know, and what wow, could have been even a more chaotic situation. It was, and so that was, you know, a learning experience for me to think about, okay, how are we going to manage this? So mm-hmm. nice, nice. And the, the weather was absolutely it was perfect. Breathtaking. Yes. You said perfect. See, I got you to do it. <laughs> you were giving me a hard time and I got you to commit to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. No day is ever perfect. It would have been, it could or have been every closer. day is perfect, right? What's that? Couldn't it be that every day is perfect? Uh, I've been trying to embrace the idea that I'm where I'm supposed to be every day, every moment. 
So this is where I'm supposed to be right now. I can't explain to you why. There's so many things that I could not explain why I'm sitting, standing here right now doing this. But it is, in its own way, perfect to be here. This is setting me up for whatever's next. Maybe. Maybe I could. I mean, I. okay. Although I think. Philosophical for a Monday. (laughs) Yeah. I still think that that is a way to judge it. And. Although if I say everything's perfect, I'm not judging. I'm just accepting, you know. It is what it is. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. Right. Right? I think there's an, I think that's another way of going at versus just saying it's another day. That's kind of boring to me. Another day just means blah, blah, blah. But if it's the perfect day, if every day is the perfect day, then I'm looking for the beauty in the day, whatever it is. The sunrise was pretty. Or the The flew over and drew my, drew my cat, drive my cat crazy, whatever it is. Yeah. I think that just means you're not judging any part of it as good or bad, which would be, Huge growth. I like that. And would open open up so many possibilities. Hmm. I, just a thought for Monday. Oh, I, I like that idea. I, I like the idea that it's again like like everything else is that if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. So if every day is perfect, nothing is really perfect. It's just it's just what it is. And, we and so much of this is out of our control, right? Correct. Yeah. You know, how do you and I end up here today? There's so many steps along the path. Uh, yes. And and it would be difficult to sit there and say, oh, well, this was the moment. This was the catalyst moment where we committed to this. Was it the first time we had coffee? Was it the first time we met? Was it when we sat in a room with uh, the guy who was explaining to you how to change your business? Was it the time we were considering doing a event together and we bailed out at the last minute? Was it being on a board together? I have no idea. There's, there's a lot of that. That to me is the, is the fun part of trying to figure out in some ways, what was the step you took at some point that your future self would thank you for? See, I'm trying to let go of that whole figuring out, what caused it because I can, I can obsess over that. And well, then if it doesn't ever... go the way I was expecting, then it's what step did I do wrong? Where did I, I go south on this? Well, what I like about that is it allows you to understand that there are a lot of things, a lot of steps that you could take that could get to you to somewhere where you would look back and be like, wow, I'm really glad that I took that step. Cause I learned this. If it's all about the learning experience, then I think it has. Uh, there's value in it. I think it's just as a way to help us remember that things change, right? We get, we do something and whatever the results are, are potentially leading to something somewhere down the road that we can't even imagine would be the case. So, And it's our commitment, right? As we talk about our commitment this week, right. it really is our commitment. I'm committed to doing good in the world. When I met you, I could tell you were committed to the same thing. We aligned around that and around our shared situation around networking. We both had some challenges around some of the networking. I think we were both in the same place in our careers uh, out of necessity. And I think we bonded over that. But I think we both had a very strong commitment to figuring something out. Yep, I would say that's fair. 
And in a way, we were buyers. You know, if you think about it, you and I, when we sat down to coffee the first time, it was like uh, we can either be buyers of this entrepreneurial pathway or we can be buyers of going back to a full-time job. You and I both bought the entrepreneurial path for better or worse in sickness and health, <laughs> you know, good, mad and all that. And I think that's that was our commitment, right? So as we both committed to that, there were some tough days. And I think that's one of the okay. things when I think about just to move into the topic more as a buyer, I think, and we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks, that whole idea of pain and solving a person's problem and helping them. I think as a buyer, we often expect that it's all the person or the company that we're buying, that they're going to do all the work. And I'll give you an example. I just bought windows, replace, replacing the windows in the penthouse. And they're building them. They're custom built. They're going to install them. There's one piece of this that I'm responsible for as the buyer. And that was getting the homeowners association or condo association to approve it. So I forgot about that. And they sent me a note and said, hey, um, we haven't seen the approval letter yet. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do it. My commitment was to get those windows in here as quickly as possible. There was a piece of that that was in my lap. And I think whenever we buy anything, we don't always think about what the piece is for us as the buyer. You know, when I'm coaching someone, if they come to the first meeting and it's like, okay, what do you got? How are you going to help me? That's different than when they come to the first meeting and go, all right, I'm really excited. Let's go. Help me, help me achieve my goals. And I think both of them occur and we do it all the time. How many people have you heard struggle with uh, building Ikea furniture? Most because they don't take the time to look at the instructions. They, they just, you know, it makes, you know, they're 400 pieces. I've got to figure it out. I'll do it. If they took the time to make the commitment to, I want to build this the way that it's meant to be built. There are 27 steps in the instructions. I'm going to follow all 27. As the buyer, that's their, that's the commitment they need to make. And I think so often we don't commit to the level that we should as the buyer. We think that we bought this thing and it's going to fix it magically. And I think that can be a challenge. I see Missy's with us this morning and she's got a comment about uh, Ikea. No, because Ikea gives you 200 extra screws just to mess with you. But Missy, you're forgetting the point. This is the beauty of it. Now I have 199 extra screws in case I ever need a screw for another Ikea product or some other project. So it's really a gift from Ikea. And Ikea, if you'd like to sponsor our program, we are available. We can talk about that. You are always shilling for a sponsor. It is fun to I watch. know their stuff. They have a Herker. They have a, what's it? The Billy. I've made about a dozen Billies in my life. It's a bookshelf. See, I know my, I know my Ikea. Okay. And their apple pie. Oh. And they used to have Swedish meatballs. Can you tell I'm hungry this morning? <laughs> yes. Interesting. Well, so it makes sense of all that. <laughs> well, the IKEA part, I'm struggling with. Although. You've got a commitment as a, as, as a consolidator. I think that, um, you know, it's interesting when I started thinking about this, I started thinking about if you just look around, 
your house? Like how many things have you bought that you aren't really committed to? You know, you think about all those Peloton buyers during the COVID who are, who have now like given up on Peloton because they don't want to bike in their basement or in their guest room. They want to bike outside. And, uh, you know, and even people who, you know, the people who have bought something newer and yet, and it might be the exact same model, it just has different features. And yet they go back and stick with the, the one that they've had for forever. And uh, so I think it's sometimes we, it starts to wonder is like, how has my commitment changed from when I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be the thing that I need to help solve whatever challenge that I have. And, and I think that that's a, a fascinating piece of buying decisions is, okay, I bought it. Now, why is it sitting over there unopened? Or not, I've used it once and haven't used it since. And, and I think that that's, you know, maybe the piece that we don't think about when we buy it. And maybe that's an, a conversation that and I'm not to confuse people as they're buying, but to truly think about, okay. And then there are other things that clearly we made a commitment to because we use all the time. And I think that's the, uh, you know, somebody, you go out and buy a new sweatshirt and it's nice and whatever. It's almost like too nice. And I don't want to get it. You know, I spent a lot of money on it. It's really nice, but I don't want, I want to wear it for special occasions. And I continue to wear the sweater that is, seems like the most comfortable thing ever. And yet it's got, a little tear in it over here and a stain on some other side. And just, this is, it's hard for me to consider not wearing that sweater or getting rid of it, heaven forbid. So let me ask you a question, Tom, that occurs to me. As the seller, is it my responsibility to get the buyer to make the commitment or is that the responsibility of the buyer or is that a shared responsibility? Uh, I think, you know, I think the, I think there's already a commitment made. So there's the commitment to say yes is one. Okay. And I think that then it depends my, my new favorite answer. Uh, <laughs> That's going to make for a lousy program. Come on, pick a side. Well, I'm going to explain that a little bit, you know, okay. so like I was doing this presentation on Friday, uh, to a, a large number of nonprofit people. And someone said, we were talking about how to make your board more effective or how to like leverage your board rather than complain about it. And so someone said, how many board meetings should you have? And because all these nonprofit organizations are unique uh, and I'm, it's now a running joke that when people ask me a question and I know the answer is going to be, it depends. I'll say, I'm going to give you an answer. That's now become my favorite answer in the nonprofit world that everybody hates is it depends it depends on your situation and so I, I sort of think that that that's part of it is it depends right is that in to me and depending on what the serve what is it a service is it a good is it a product is it a you know if i guess my commitment as the seller and we'll talk more about that tomorrow is that you are able to use it the way that it's supposed to be used and then at some point, it's up to you to choose whether you use it, right? Like if I go out and buy a new lawnmower and I'm still so connected to my old lawnmower 
that I choose not to buy. Say I go out and buy an electric lawnmower. And, you know, I use it maybe once because it was sort of charged when I got here and I got all excited about getting it charged. And then it's like a pain in the neck. I'd rather fill one with gas and go out and push it anywhere I want than have this electric one that doesn't hold a charge very long and I can't mow my whole lawn. And so at some point it sounded, I made a commitment to it. I said, wow, this is great. And I'm maybe I'm trying to help the environment or whatever the case might be. And yet I have not truly committed to using this this piece. So I, I think or you bought that, the wrong thing. I, I, I don't want to judge this decision, right? Well, I think that you made the best decision you could at the time, or you made a decision at the time based on what information you had and you thought, and as we say all the time, results can change. So now when you go to use it, they're like, mm, there's some challenges with this that I hadn't considered. And now it's it's how do I figure it out? And does that mean that I have to take it back? And I guess the seller's commitment without doing tomorrow's show, I'm going to hold off on that. We'll talk about that tomorrow. So we're going to keep you in a little suspense about the seller's commitment. Oh, and Sam Hunt was ready for that too, Tom. Well, I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of it depends on what is the service what that you're getting or the good that you're buying. You know, if I buy you, if you buy food from someone, what's the seller's commitments is that, that they would put together food to the best of their ability and present it to you. If you eat it and don't like it, is that the seller's challenge? Or is it just that's that, you know, that's you're committed to try something new that you never had or from a store that you never bought it from, restaurant you never bought it from, and there's some risk involved in that. You chose that. And I think your commitment can be that, okay, I'm not gonna eat it, or well, you know what I don't, it's not my favorite, and yet I'll eat it. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think there's a certain commitment on the part of the seller, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow. I think it's a two-way street, especially if you're selling a service, like what we do with coaching. Part of what I think we, we have an obligation to do is help motivate people. To, because if you think about what we do, different than the lawnmower, the risk when you use a new lawnmower isn't really big, but the risk when you start to think differently can be a pretty big shift. And so a person might have the, the fear. They may not have the confidence or they may not want to share what's really going on. And part of what I think when we're coaching that we do is we help people understand that that's okay, that everyone has those moments. So if, if the person just comes and it's like, okay, do this, 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 doesn't usually work real well. But if you start to look at what's going on, I think that's part of the commitment. And the commitment as the buyer, when I buy something, and this is what I was saying at the beginning of the program with my celebration, I bought this, this service to help me improve myself as a coach, as a person. And I wasn't, I wasn't using it the way it could be most effective for me. I was picking and choosing. And what this person said to me last week was, why don't you just follow it? It's proven. It works. You've heard the anecdotes. 
start with that as the foundation and then layer onto it you versus you and pick and choose this and that. Because what I think I was doing was picking and choosing the things that were comfortable to me. And what I looked at over the weekend was some of the things that are uncomfortable to me are the very things that will help me achieve what I want to achieve. You know, using, maybe using the lawnmower to go back to your example, the electric lawnmower, maybe it's going to feel weird the first time because I have to figure out how to cut my grass in two segments because it's got charges going to end at the middle. Okay. So maybe I do part of it Saturday morning and then I put it back on the charger and I weed whack and I do all the cleanup tidying part and then I come back and it's ready to go. There's a way to do it. It's just uncomfortable. Well, I've never done it that way before. I just cut 90 minutes straight. Now I can't do that. So I think that discomfort is the part that often gets in the way of our commitment, both as the buyer and as we'll talk tomorrow, I think sometimes the sellers can be uncomfortable with their commitment in that discomfort. Okay. Do you have your one thing? Yes, I I think I do. I think as a buyer, our commitment tends to be that we're buying this thing and it's going to solve all our problems. It's a checkbox. The minute I buy, I expect it to do everything. And I think the reality is the minute I buy it, I need to be comfortable with the idea that I'm going to be discomforted in some way, whether it's the discomfort of putting together the Ikea furniture to get to a place where, hey, I built this, or the discomfort of using an electric lawnmower, or the discomfort of, boy, this coach is really stretching me in a new way that I I don't always enjoy. But I know this is how I move past where I am right now. And that's ultimately the commitment I made to myself. Okay. What about you? I think it's similar. I'm going to just say it, I think, a little differently. It truly, to me, is about what is your commitment to change? Because, again, no matter what you are purchasing, it's never exactly the same as it was before. I guess. I mean, supposedly you could go out and and just buy the exact same shovel, even though they likely have made a, a few improvements. Maybe not. And I think that is, are you willing to understand that things may change? And that that's okay. And you're willing to be committed to that change. Or you just decide you're not committed to it and you may use it occasionally. Or it may, you know, you may have used it for as long as you were willing or needed, felt like you needed to make that change. And then you moved on to something else or went back to something you used to have. And, and I think that that to me is one of the biggest challenges. Are we committed to the change? Or are we committed to going back and doing it the way we've always done? And I think people are so afraid of trying to do things new because they're uncertain about the results. And so it sounds great when I'm trying to buy it and then I get into it and I get uncomfortable with what things have changed that I now need to do different. Right. And so often we choose not to completely dive into that change. And so I think it's a little bit, it's a lot about the, our fear of change and our commitment to being willing to change a routine. Like you talked about with the lawnmower. All right. If I bought an electric one and now I have to cut it in 
Now I have to mow, do all the cleanup, take a pause, mow, do all the cleanup again, rather than just mowing and doing all the cleanup afterwards. The, the amount of time might be the same. You just can't do it in the same order. And so we have to be willing is, okay, am I willing to do that? Can I set up my day? Can I prioritize my day to do it that way? Um, or uh, do I just get uncomfortable? Like, you know what? I'm just going to go back mow and then do all the the uh, sort of little cleanup things afterwards because that's what I'm used to. And I can't see the value of doing it and I can't commit to doing it differently. I like it. Wow. Covered a lot of different ground. I wasn't expecting it to go the way it went, but it went the way it was meant to go. Hmm. Haven't we talked about uh, expected results? I, Outcomes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We can, and we, we usually can't control that. We cannot. Because you never know what I'm going to say. Uh, well, and that's part of the fun, right? I think parts of that, that's part of the learning experience. Yeah. There you All go. right, everybody. If you have your one thing you'd like to share around uh, your commitment as the buyer, please feel free to put it in the comments. And you happen to be listening to the podcast and you're uncertain or you have, you have some thoughts you'd like to share or a question around it, you can either... Uh, put it on our Facebook page. Okay. Or join us in the Ring of Renegades Facebook group where you can share it there. And you'll have other people who are trying to figure out their next step who will share their value as well. And you might, while sharing yours, just find that thing, the one thing that helps you move forward uh, to achieve the, the goals that you desire and uh, build the business that you want or become the leader that you want to be. So, we look forward to seeing you inside our Ring of Renegades Facebook group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time, or whenever you decide that you're going to watch or listen to the podcast or broadcast. We'll see you then. Hey, thanks for your comment, Missy. It was great to have you. Thank you, everyone. And whatever you do on this perfect Monday, embrace the renegading you. It's so worth it. Yes. All right, go out and enjoy the day. The perfect day, as Bob said. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, Connect on LinkedIn or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.